Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Pod. Today, as we stand, is King's Day, also the kickoff for Mardi Gras season. So there's that, January 6th. Uh, it is also 38 days till opening day. No, that is wrong. Math terrible. 82 days, I believe, till opening day. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the Cardinals, Andrew Kittredge. Again, math, not necessarily the strong point here. No. Um, also, January 6th, not the greatest day in American history, but we'll move on from that. Um, That's why we were trying to focus on it starting Mardi Gras, <laughs> not like what else not, happened in our history. Not the rest. Yeah, no. Andrew Kittredge is a Cardinal, and the Cardinals made a move, so that's why we're back. Um, we've been wanting to do another podcast, but good Lord, there's been nothing to talk about in all of baseball, let alone Cardinals land. Um, I mean, Andrew Carriage, I like a lot. Like, we'll say first, let's start by saying goodbye to Richie Palacios. Um, a bright moment light in what was and what no, no moment of silence needed. It's not a, a bright light in what was a very dim and dark last few months with the Cardinals. Um, Richie Palacios was really good for us. And, you know, shout out to the Cardinals here, I think, for you know, getting Richie Palacios for nothing. It was like cash considerations last year. And letting him giving him a run and trading him at what is probably is going to be his peak value with the Cardinals. Now, he may end up going off and being a great player for the Rays, and we look back and we say, wow, they did it to us again. That could happen. It's possible. But in terms of the Cardinals aspect of this, if if Richie Palacios was going to be as um, impactful as Kittridge can be, I think that means something went really wrong with your outfield in 2024. So I like agreed. Yeah, agreed. Um, Here's what I'll say. Also, Uh, I am a little bit I I do find it a little bit hilarious that um, the up the uproar. It is it is like cards fans, obviously impassioned, like as we are, no doubt about it. But it does find cards. Make a move. Make a move. Trade from your outfield depth. Trade from your outfield depth. Oh, whatever you do, don't trade your sixth outfielder for a former all star. Um, because yeah. he's 34 and coming off surgery, even though we know that when healthy, sorry, my apologies, Andrew, my apologies, buddy. Um, it, we know that when healthy, he has some of the nastiest stuff in major league baseball. Now, is it a risk? Every trade you make for a pitcher is a risk that there, we just know well, that hold on. every trade you make period is a risk. Agreed. I agree 100%. And like I said, they've already come out and said, Dylan Carlson, our number four outfielder. We still have Alec Burleson. We have Victor Scott, number two knocking down the door down there in Memphis. I mean, of all the guys that you're going to trade, to to call trading Richie Palacios for Andrew Kittredge an overpay is sort of a wild take to me. Yeah, it, it is. And it could end up being like he could end up being like he his injury. Pro. Of Let's course. Just get into Kittredge real quick. Um, yeah, I, I don't agree. It's an overpay. I think it's a pretty high upside move, really. Like you just added a guy who, if he's healthy, uh, he's going to compete with Gallegos for the eighth inning. Right. Like that's who he can be. So let's go through his I'll go through like his last few years injury prone. So when you look at injury prone is not fair. That's not what I meant to say. Um, When you look at 22 and 23. You look at he he pitched in 31 games combined. Obviously, that's not ideal, but it's Tommy John surgery. Right. He got Tommy John surgery halfway through 2022, which had him out until almost the end of 2023. So for me, Tommy John surgery, I don't consider missing a, a majority of two years with Tommy John surgery a red flag. You know, because that's just the timetable you deal with when you have Tommy John surgery. It's not like he's one of those guys that's had shoulder problems or, you know, was just being on the shelf for a month or two at a time. No, he just had one injury that takes a year and a half sometimes to come back from. But other than that, like 2021, 57 inning, 57 games pitched, was the, one of the best relievers in baseball. He was an all-star. And there's this thing I looked at. And I think when you're looking at projecting for relievers, you kind of have to be a little nerdy with it because – Num like ERA stuff like that. It just it doesn't really matter for relievers. Like an ERA, uh, someone can have a seven ERA as a reliever because they gave up five runs in one inning or a third of an inning and it buoyed their and it destroyed their their um ERA. But this is one of the things I like. This is from Cardinals Reek on Twitter, who I'm sure we all know and love. He's the not the calmest of fans, but I do enjoy him sometimes. Um, he said in the last three seasons, he, um, Kit Ridge owns the best chase percentage, which obviously is just getting people to swing and miss. I'll pitch it out of the zone. Um, and he has the second highest location plus. Location plus is just how good you are locating above average. He's been the best in base, second best in baseball. So you're getting someone with peripherals that line up with what the Cardinals need, which is one, a guy that doesn't walk people and a guy that can get swings and misses. He doesn't have crazy high, um, high strikeout rates, 
but he is a really effective reliever and it's a raised salary dump of $1 million. It's not like they just thought he wasn't good anymore. So I like the move. Two things. One, if you, I feel like it is a prereq that if you're ever going to pitch for Tampa, you have to have Tommy John surgery. So that's one. So he's in there. He's already had it. It's out of the way. He he fulfilled his requirements down there in the, in Tampa. Two, to me, you trade for a guy who is going to give you um, massive potentially massive innings for a guy who is going to struggle to make the big league team. That's the way you have to look right. at it. a guy who who could effectively be your seventh or eighth inning guy, your bridge to Helsley, your bridge to Jojo, whatever, however you want to break that down, however they decide to go with that. Also potentially a guy that you could use at the back end of games if Helsley is down. You It gives you a lot of options in that bullpen for a guy who is probably going to start the season in Memphis, sands an injury to one of the other five guys yeah. who are ahead of him. Look, I'm not, I'm not trying to dog on Rich. I hope he goes to Tampa and has an incredible career. I really do. But we can't look back if he does and say this was a ter- another terrible move by Flo Zaylock. Like we can't, like come on, we can't do no, that. This you, was this helped the big league team immediately yeah. with a move. I think if you don't like, you don't have to love this trade. Like you might not like Andrew Carriage. You not might like you might not like these thirty three. By the way, one of the youngest pitchers they've acquired this offseason. Right. But um, <laughs> like you might not like those things, and that's fine. And you might really like Richie Palacios, but. The move makes sense right now. Like, what would have had to go right for Richie Palacios to play a big role? Like, you would really look at the outfield. Newfar Walker, Edmund, right now seem to be penciled in. Um, if Edmund's wrist is healthy, which I think it will be. We'll see. Um, then if one of those guys goes down or isn't playing well, okay, Carlson and Burleson. Those are probably the next two. So there's five. Okay, if one of those guys isn't playing well, okay, Donovan can play left field. Okay, so there's six. And then if all of that blows apart, we have Victor Scott. So for me... Is he eighth on the pecking order? Like, maybe he's better than some of those guys. But if we're looking at who the Cardinals are going to prioritize, they're not prioritizing Richie Palacios over any of those guys I just named. So it was the right move, one, for the Cardinals, um, and two, for Richie Palacios to go and actually be able to contribute at the major league level um, the way he deserves to after how he played last year. The other thing, and I'm I'm not going to by any means consider myself a – um, expert on this situation, but but from all accounts, from people who I respect that I've read, Palacio is not really a major league center fielder. Like, doesn't really um, profile as a major league center fielder. More of a corner guy, probably left field. However, that's like here in St. Louis, you've got Edmund, you've got Carlson, you've got Victor Scott on the way. It just seems like this was a no brainer for for Cardinals, and I have to give the front office uh, kudos on this one. Even if in the end Richie Palacios goes to Tampa and has a really good career, fine, great. You just added a piece to help your bullpen that you desperately needed. And you didn't have to go spend $10 million a year or give a guy five years to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you look at what they've done in the bullpen so far. I really like what they've done. Like They've added a bunch of really interesting arms with Riley O'Brien, who's throwing 100 right now. He's never done that before, but he's throwing 100 in the offseason. Ryan Fernandez is obviously the Rule 5 guy. Who's, he'll be on the roster. Um, we'll see what he brings. Um, oh, my gosh, the other guy's name is escaping me. You can tell how much I like this guy. What, Nick Robertson. Nick Robertson. There you go. That's the guy that everyone seems to really like. Um, and then you had Andrew Kittrich, that mix. And I think, you know, everyone wants that big signing, right? We want that, oh, my gosh, the Cardinals brought back Jordan Hicks, or they signed, you know, Hector Neris or Josh Hader, whoever. I think the way they're going about it is incredibly smart. Like, yeah, could they spend more money? Yeah, they should spend more money. Obviously, we'll always say that. Spend more money to make your team better. The upcoming um, – the upcoming – rsn deals that who the hell knows what's going to happen with those it's smart to not use all of your financial resources on the most volatile position in major league baseball that's the way i look at it agreed um we did make it about five minutes before we even bothered to say happy new year to y'all so happy new year to y'all i hope you guys had an incredible holidays hopefully everything went exactly as planned and maybe even a little bit better that would be awesome we had a really good one down here taught caleb Mm -hmm. how to play poker that was good he won his first game and now he thinks he's fucking uh, I didn't just. Win. I don't know I Matt Damon and Rounders, fucking three stacks of high society over there. But that was good. It was fun. We're gonna play for money here soon. We did a little practice round. Caleb won. Shout out! You won a preseason game. Good job. It sucks that the one time I'm gonna win, it wasn't for money because I know <laughs> when we play for money, I'm losing all of my money. Um. Anyway, we hope you guys all had an awesome. We're glad to be back. We're now. Uh, Caleb's heading back to the old. Uh, what's well, not six one eight? What are you a two one seven there in Champagne? Is that no, the no, area code know. of Champagne? I think it is. Something like that. Yeah, it's back to up, back up north where it looks like you could get eight inches 
to a foot next weekend of snow. So have fun with that. Uh, we'll be a Mardi Gras parade. It'll be about 65 down here. Yeah, that's great. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, while you guys are joining us, if you could hit that subscribe button, we would greatly appreciate it. Please do not forget the comments have been awesome lately. Um, we greatly appreciate those. Please keep them coming. We love them. And then we've noticed a lot of interactions between y'all. That's great. Keep that coming. Hit us up on Twitter. Give us a follow on there. We would love that. We're really, uh, our goal for 2024 is to put out way more content. Um, be way better with everything else in our schedule and potentially maybe do some live things down the road, which is what we're kind of looking at. So we're, we're excited for 2024 Cardinal baseball and the podcast and y'all. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am excited. And I'm looking for like 2024 for the Cardinals. I, I was, I said this on Twitter the other day, this is the most confusing Cardinals team to project moving forward. I think that I've ever seen. I have no idea what to think of this team because I look at it and I'm like, okay, it's good that they got three starters. Like that's, that's good. They, they checked that box. Um, and Sonny Gray is good. What the hell is this team going to be like their rotation well, still, I, I'm going to go on record here and say, I think their rotation still pretty bad. It is. Here's the thing. Like, because, it is good. The, because it is January 6th, uh, Kings day, by the way, that's what we're going to remember January 6th for. Um, I went ahead in our first podcast of the year. Our first day of 2024, I went ahead and summoned the man right behind me to give us some good mojo for 2024. And if anyone can do it, we know that this is the guy. I Look, every we got 30 teams in Major League Baseball. They're all optimistic right now. Uh, some maybe a little Part bit more than others. Some a little bit more than others. I ta- I'm not talking about – I'm talking about ownership. I'm talking about players. I'm talking about coaches. I'm talking about all yeah, of that. Right. Okay. I think – here's what I think, and we, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but – the Cubs have spent $0. The Braves or the Brewers have spent $0. The Pirates have added Rowdy Telez. The Reds, good move, Frankie Montas, potentially, potentially good move to add with Lodolo, Green, Martinez. Huh? Nick Martinez and Jimer Condelario as well. Agreed. I was going to get there, but thank you for that. Um, anyway, so the Reds have, I think the Reds potentially have put themselves in a pretty good spot Going in this year now, they also lost Joey Votto, probably the heart and soul of Cincinnati over the last 20 years, like uh, 15 years, 18, whatever it's been, heart and soul of that team. That's going to be interesting to see them replace him on and off the field, I think. I think that's going to be a really interesting thing. But the Cardinals have spent the seventh most money in Major League Baseball. Now, you can also look at all the others above them and say, well, we could have done more. I'm not arguing that. However, they went out and they addressed needs. Now, the one thing that I do think is troublesome to others is you and I sat here in November talking about Yamamoto, talking about uh, Montgomery, talking about Nola, talking about Hader, talking about uh, and Sonny Gray. That I'm I'm excited for Sonny Gray to be a Cardinal. What we didn't see was Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, fill in the blanks. Now, what do you think? You think there's still some option with Jordan Hicks? Do you think there's still an option? In that bullpen, maybe a Phil Maton. I don't know if it's going to be a Hector Neris. Or do you think they're yeah. going to move on with not only the guys that you mentioned there. Uh, shout out to our guy, Blake Newberry. By the way, I'm kind of stealing his list for the bullpen here. But we also didn't talk about Jojo Romero. Pilate's added the death ball, right? I mean, I think yeah, right. Reverse, I we'll think see. that's an interesting name. Kloffenstein's an interesting name. Like you, Zach Thompson, you have a lot of arms that we don't know. Like bullpen arms, you never know. And the one guy we also haven't talked about is Matthew Libertor. We haven't talked yeah. about him either. So... I think there there is some interest there in that bullpen. I think what they've done is they've added innings, which should, in theory, allow the bullpen to be stronger. Now, we also know there's a lot of ifs there. Yeah, it's for me, the bullpen right now, if they go in this year with all these bullpen options they have, knowing that, you know, when healthy, obviously injuries can always play a part, but let's assume health for now with, you know, a, a bat, like a back end of the bullpen of Romero, Gallegos, um, Helsley and Kittridge, if that's your four back of the bullpen guys start the year. I like that. And I like the interesting options they have for the other three guys that they're or four guys that they're going to have in that bullpen. So I don't really even care if they add another reliever, if I'm being honest. If they add like a Phil Maton or something, great. Like that's just another guy to throw into the mix that's going to be an established, that's an established major leaguer. But for me, the only way that they can really make this offseason significantly better for me is getting a legit top of the rotation pitcher. Like and I don't know if they are going to. I don't know what the cost is for Dylan Cease. I feel like it's pretty, probably pretty exorbitant considering it's January 6th and he has not been moved. Um, so that's the only thing they can do to really like move the needle for me one way or the other. Because I just look at it and I look at the rotation. 
And I think they've added more certainty as opposed to last year going in, hoping Wainwright wasn't going to age. He did. Hoping Flaherty was going to be consistent. He wasn't. Hoping, you know, Michaelis was going to repeat 2022. He did not. Um, So they've got more certainty now. But I think their upside's worse. Like, like legitimately, I think a rotation with Flaherty, Monty, Michaelis, and all they had had more upside than this. I think Sonny Gray's better than um than any pitcher they had last year. But I do think Lance Lennon, Kyle Gibson have very limited ceilings and have and maybe even have relatively low floors. But like I look at the rotation, there's a chance. Like, what if Sonny Gray knock on wood? If somebody has a Sonny Gray for a month, right, and he's he, he has a small injury, hopefully he's out for a month. What do you do? Like what? What do you do? Your your rotation's awful. So I am concerned about the rotation. I know it's supposed to be a happy twenty twenty four New Year's episode. You're not. You're not I, following this guy. I don't. I don't think what they've done so far is good enough. That's where I'm landing. I don't. I think agree. It's good enough. I, I don't think anybody I think can argue with that. Get better. Especially when you see what the Phillies have done. When you see what the Braves have done. When you see what the Dodgers have done. I think what the Cardinals have done is once again, which seems to be their mo. That was on purpose, sort of. But I think what they have done is put them in position to win, again, the weakest division in the National League, if not all of baseball, but not put themselves in position and then just hope and then hope. That's what I think it is. And because last year, again, we saw the Diamondbacks go to the World Series. That was probably maybe the worst thing that could have happened if you're a Cardinal fan is the Diamondbacks just got in and they went to the World Series. And Mo's like, see, guys, I, I, I told you. All we got to do is just get in. Yeah, and then my retort would be, hey, they had three pitchers that were good. That's valid. That's absolutely like, I think. Valid. I think if Mo and anyone is – look, if you're looking at what it takes to get to the World Series, it's not about having an ace. It's not about having two aces. No, it's about having three guys that can perform like that. And if you look at the Cardinals right now, I think Sonny Gray definitely can. So mark him down. I think Miles Michaels can. I think he can have a really good postseason. That wouldn't shock me. Who's the third guy? And more importantly, who's the guy that's going to be ahead of Michaelis, given Michaelis, maybe what if he's a 4.5 ERA guy again? So so now what do you got? You have Sonny Gray and no one else. Sonny Gray, by the way, really good pitcher. He doesn't have dominant postseason, you know, uh, dominant postseason history. So if I don't think they want to win the World Series, if I'm being honest. I don't think that's their goal. I think that's a nice, happy accident if it happens. But the way that they act in the offseason, the way that they've acted even in the middle of the season when they with trade acquisitions – I, it would be hard for anyone to believe anything other than they want to make the postseason, make have good profit margins, and if they make a run to the World Series, great. But it does not seem like their priorities are anywhere close to winning the World Series because if it was, you'd be seeing that with their spending, and they're not spending very much. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard to continue to keep going to bat for them, and we do that as fan. Like I do that because of the optimism, and and obviously what we talk about on here because when things are great, it's so much fun. But I think their hope is, and I think his fans' hope has to be, one of those other three, Matt, Gibson, Lynn, one of them is 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 quality this year, gets you to the trade deadline where you're either in first or you're in the hunt for the central, and there's a big splash. However, history tells us that's not something that we've done either. Um, and yet you, you're going to have all these guys in Memphis that are going to probably put together, uh, Memphis, once again, probably going to be pretty damn good. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see what they do with Zach Thompson because your 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 discussion on or your thought on if Gibson gets hurt or if Michaels gets hurt or if when Matt's gets hurt or whatever fill in the blank who do you go to next? Like if you okay. have Zach Thompson up here in the in the in the bullpen, it's not going to be Zach Thompson. Like we've yeah, seen that in the bullpen. that fail with Jordan Hicks and then everybody yell at Jordan Hicks. It can't. I mean, so is it going to be Libertor? Is that your next guy? Is it going to be TK Roby? I don't know that they yeah, think he's yeah. ready. I, I think that's going to be interesting yeah. to see because by adding these bullpen pieces, maybe it gives you the flexibility to start with Libertor and Zach Thompson down at down at Memphis and have guys ready to go, bullets in the chamber, when when one of your AARP starting rotation guys go down. No shot at those yeah, guys. I think, I'm about to turn 50 one month from today, so no shot at those guys. I think Zach Thompson needs to be at AAA to start the year if he's not in the rotation. And if we're being honest – most years, knock on wood, hope this doesn't happen this year. Uh, most years, one, at least one starter is hurt by the end of spring training. Yeah. The way it goes. Like, it, it's happened every year for the last, I don't know how many years. Last year it was Wayno. The year before it was um, Jack, maybe. And the year before that it was, you know, Michaelis was out for, like, almost the entire year. Like, that's going to happen. It just happens. So, 
You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Zach Thompson will be the first man up, I would assume. And then TK Roby, I got him. He's exciting. He's the guy that could end up really becoming one of your best pitchers next year if he's able to stay on track and stay healthy because he's got that potential and he's very close because, you know, he's going to be in AAA start the year. When you're in AAA, you're a call away. So I, that's interesting. But for me, like, gosh, could you imagine how much better this team looks? Like, I think if you added Dylan Cease, let's say you don't trade anything significant from the Major League roster and you just plug Dylan Cease in there for prospects. They're a World Series contender. It's they're one move away, I think, from legitimately being a World Series contender. It's it's a That's Dylan Cease yeah. away. It's a Lazardo away. It's one of those guys away without trading, you know, from your major league roster, which will be difficult to do. But if they could pull that off, they're now like now you can't say they're not trying to win a World Series because that's a move for the World Series, not for the hope you win 85 games and that's enough. So and I just want them to make that one move, but I don't know if it's out there. And I don't know if Dylan Cease, maybe it's as simple as the White Sox won't budge if you don't give Gorman. Maybe it could be that simple. If that's the case, you're not making that move. But, man, I just – I dream of the day where I wake up and on my phone it says Dylan C's to the Cardinals for – From for a jet bombs? Right. Yeah, that like would be great. Like that. So they, they are one move away. And to be fair, they're rumored in on Dylan C's, which means they're at least poking around. We'll see what that ends up leading to. Um, so maybe they are trying. But they've got to be able to do something like that to, I think, prove to the fan base – that it's not just about um, getting to 85 wins, getting hopefully one or two home playoff games, getting that money, and that's all you care about. Are you shocked that Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell are still on the market? As we get, I mean, we're we're a month, what about a month from pitchers and catchers reporting? I don't have that exact date in front of me. I should, but it's some about, um, six about weeks? five weeks, five about to five six weeks. weeks. Yeah, um, no, I'm not really surprised. I was I I was surprised I would be surprised if you told me that in November. But seeing the trajectory of this offseason, it doesn't shock me. Um, I think Yamamoto's deal being $325 million is really what's holding it up because if you're Monty and you're Snell, you're saying, like, this guy hasn't pitched. I'm Blake Snell, I've won two Cy Youngs. So you're paying me two hundred and something million dollars, or I'm not coming to you. If you're Jordan Montgomery, you're saying, I just won a World Series, and I was one of the big reasons because of it. So Yamamoto's never done any of that. You're paying me $200 million or I'm not coming to you. Don't talk to me. So it doesn't surprise me, both Scott Boris agents, which makes it even less surprising. Um, so no, it doesn't surprise me, but I'm trying to figure out the fits for those two pitchers. Like, is Blake Snell going to go to the Giants? That seems like the only team that makes a ton of sense for him. And Montgomery, like, the Red Sox don't want to spend money, apparently, for some reason. I don't think he makes sense for the Cubs. They already have Justin Steele. They're the same person. Um, so I... <laughs> I don't know where they're going to go. I think they're finding that their market's not as lucrative as they thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by that Boston club. Like, I, I'm not really positive. Like, I think the deal that they made with Atlanta, by the way, potentially very good deal. They got money back. They got the Chris, they got Chris Dale off the books. And they added Von Grissom. The jury's still out. We saw Von Grissom great in 21. 22. That, 22. 22. Von Grissom great in 22. Obviously injury-ridden last year and struggled last year. So I don't – I thought he was hurt he was at the, the beginning best of the AAA year. Player. He was one of the best players in AAA. Yeah, but I thought at the beginning of the year last year he had an injury out of spring training. No, they okay, just, maybe they just chose RCA over him. Okay. Um, I'm just really intrigued to see how that plays. After you, you getting Verdugo out, seem, I hate this. I don't want to say this because I, I like watching Alex Verdugo it. play, but it seems like it's addition by subtraction. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I don't. Alex Cora, not the best of friends from what I've gathered. There, there's, I mean, there's a reason they pawned him our – I shouldn't that's see that's bad wording. They handed him to the their rival, the Yankees. I think there's a reason for that. Okay. Um, that's all I'll say. But I'm intrigued to see where what those markets are. I, I don't always keep receipts. Sometimes I do. You're really good at the pat on the back and you deserve it most of the time. However, I would like to go back to when I reminded everyone and you that the Mariners were not trading Gilbert. They weren't trading Wu. They weren't trading Miller, but they were going to try to trade and really trade Robbie Ray. And I was told but nobody wanted that contract. Well, Robbie Ray is now a San Francisco Giant. Mm, yeah, he is. And Mitch um, Hanniger is back in Seattle. Let's go. I, well, I think the reason that trade was able to happen is because Robbie Ray, you know, has an opt out after this year. Yes. Um, I don't think he's going to use it. By the way, there's no fucking way he uses that opt out. No, unless he's only going to pitch half the year. Another year, like he year. did in Toronto. Like that's the only way. I agree. He can't even do that. He's only pitching half the year this year. He's out for the yep. first month three months so yeah it's in, that's an interesting trade and honestly i don't think anyone won <laughs> like i looked at it no one won that trade i don't i don't know what the mariners are doing mitch hanniger's got some 
Mitch Hanniger's got some Pacific bass. Northwest juju, though, man. There's something about those that Seattle air and that fish market and that Space Needle. There's something about those whales out there that gets Mitch Hanniger raking in, in Seattle. Yeah, he's either going to hit 40 homers or he's going to play 20 games. Bingo. Bingo. Like, And Bingo. he's going to get paid a lot of money to do whichever one he's doing. And Robbie Ray, like, that guy, poor, poor Robbie Ray, right? His Seattle contract, probably super excited to go up there and play. Yeah, yeah. Last pitch he threw for the Seattle Mariners was a walk-off home run to Jordan Alvarez in a playoff yep. game. Yep. Uh, that's tough. That's that's a tough way to go out. But, yeah, out of the, a great contract by the way, there. For the out of the bullpen where he's never, ever really pitched out of. Tough and situation. Jordan Alvarez just hit that thing back over the bullpen, <laughs> sent it back right where it came um, from. I'm rooting for him. Hey, that was the most Giants move that there is, but so is signing Blake Snell. I could see them definitely sign. I, I that's been my that that was where I said he was going was the Giants. That's I'm gonna stick to it. It's gonna overpay Blake Snell, right? Like, well, of course they're, and that's gonna be the Giants. Like that's what they're he going the least, to do. And this isn't meant as a shot of Blake Snell. He's a really good pitcher, and he's gonna help whoever he goes to. I believe. But is he the least sought after two-time Cy Young Award winner to ever hit the market? Potentially. I mean, I, I don't have that list right in front of me, but it has I mean, to it, be. Right, it has to be. Maybe yeah. Tim Lincecum when he was at the end of his career not pitching well anymore. Maybe that's Yeah, but the last he was one. also, what, 35 at that time or 34. So that's a Well, big he was difference. just injury ridden, but yeah. I, yeah. I'm saying like that might be the only yeah. one that could even compare. It's weird. Um, maybe so, a 41 year old Greg Maddox. Like, you think what? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Do you think either <laughs> one of those two teams, I mean, those two players, are going to go to a team and you look at that and says, wow, that move made them like legitimate, you know, contenders that scare you. I don't think that's going to happen. Do I believe that if Blake Snell signs with San Francisco, they're a legitimate contender? My answer is no, because I do believe that's where he's going to sign. Right. I think Jordan Montgomery, I have no clue. Where, I mean, I'm hearing the angels Yankees? for Jordan Montgomery. No way. Right. I, I've heard he still wants to go back to Texas, but I don't know if Texas wants to pay him. And then you look at like Boston, if Boston gets Monty, he's a good arm, but that's not going to help. What about the, the Cubs? East. That doesn't do much for me because well, he's going to be similar to Marcus Stroman. Like he's going to be a little bit better than Marcus Stroman was. But Stroh hasn't like, signed it, either, right? No, yeah, he's still out there. Like yeah. they've got it, all the out, all the bats are out there. No one's other than Jung Hoo Lee and like Lourdes Gurriel Jr. They're all out there. So I, yeah. I don't. This offseason has been weird, but I also feel like a lot of that's because the players, the crop of players, is not very great. Like there's not a lot of franchise altering players out there that haven't signed any yet other than like Otani and Yamamoto when they signed were obviously could be that but everyone else is kind of like okay it's like a good it's a good supplementary move but that's it yeah Cody Bellinger's still out there as well and the the rumors of him to Toronto still pretty loud I don't know if that's going to happen or not he's gonna be a Cub. Um, he has to be right if you're the Cubs and you let I, him go hey, there is there there's no pathway like this is in division so we can talk about this I guess there's no pathway for the Cubs having an offseason that's even solid without getting Kelly, Cody Bellinger. There's I not. agree. I agree. Like, because no matter what else you do, you're probably getting worse. Yeah. Um, Two guys that were talked about with, mentioned with the Cardinals, I know fans were excited about, I think just because they get excited about the international players are quite often. Matsui and Go, correct? One goes to San Francisco. One goes to San Diego. The price is not terrible for either of them. Um, Are you Steve. okay with you okay with the Cardinals not signing them? Would you have liked to see one over the other? Would you like to see both or neither? Where do you stand on those two guys ending up in you know, on the left coast? Where obviously it does feel like every international player is now going to go to one of the coasts every time, which we have talked about on here at ad nauseum and does seem to make sense logically. Yeah, I think a lot of that played a factor in this for sure, especially when you got guys like you Darvish over there that can recruit, specifically Matsui, who's from Japan. Um, you know, I liked Matsui a lot, but also I didn't think a left-handed reliever made much sense unless it's a dominant one, like obviously Josh Hader, who we talked about. Not that's not happening. But no, not if, now. Like if it wasn't him, it doesn't make any sense to get it, bring a lefty in here. Um, and Wusuk go like to be quite honest, I don't know much about the guy. Like, Me neither. He's twenty-five years old. Hopefully, he's good. I know he's, you know, his brother-in-law's Jung Hoo Lee. That's about all I know about the guy. So we'll see what he becomes, but. I wasn't overly angry about either. Actually, I wasn't angry at all about either of them because I don't think either of them moved the needle that much for me. Like, Matsui could have been really good, and it would have been exciting to get him, but I also don't feel like they need him. Like, I feel like JoJo Romero and, you know, one of Zach Thompson or Matthew Libertor can probably be just as good for, you know, league minimum. So it didn't really concern me at all. Do you think Matsui becomes the closer there in San Diego? Rumors are Wusak Go is going to be the closer. I don't know. I think Robert Suarez should be their closer, but I don't know if they're giving guarantees. Matsui, San Diego, correct? They're both in San Diego. Okay. Well, I thought one went to – okay, that's on me. I thought the Giants signed one of those guys. That was completely misrepresented mm, there. Lee. 
No, okay, they're both. That's what they're it, both in the. They're both on the Padres, but yep. I don't know what they're going to do over there. I mean, Robert Torres is their best reliever still, so I would yeah. put him in the closing role. But I don't know what they're going to do. Matsui was a reliever or a closer, right in, in Japan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, he had one. I think yeah, he had an all-time record for saves. Could be over there. He was up be. there. He was up there for sure. Um, I think it's just going to be interesting to see. Like you look around the league. I mean, obviously Kiermaier goes back to Toronto. I think that's a solid move for Toronto and Kevin Kiermaier. I think that's a good move both for both team both teams right there or both. Part, parties right there. Um, Bellinger, do you think it's a fair other... statement before you before you know that? Do you think it's a fair statement to say like we're underwhelmed? I think is the uh, the off season. I like Sunny Gray a lot. I like the bullpen moves they've made a lot. The rest of the rotation I don't really love, and I think it's very volatile. But do you think it's fair to say that other than maybe the Braves who got Chris Sale, which was a nice move for them, and then obviously the Dodgers who got everybody else that was good, um, it's fair to say every other fan base in baseball is probably going to be disappointed with this off season. I think what the Diamondbacks did by adding um, yeah them too they're good they added uh, Rodriguez and the third baseman Rael and Suarez and Suarez yeah I think that's a really for a team that's young that really already had everybody kind of in place they didn't really lose anyone and to bring those I think what they've done Mm -hmm. sneaky good yeah they've done they've done well I think they've done very well what I was saying was I think we're looking from the Cardinals perspective of wow we really needed you know something bigger and better. Like not then Sunny Gray, but to go along with Sunny Gray, um, but I think you I, a lot of it's just this market's bad, and yeah, I agree. Like I think you look at the Red Sox; their fans were told they were going to go full throttle, which whatever. They're not even over the luxury tax. I don't know how you can go full throttle in Boston without going over the luxury tax. You know the Yankees; they got Juan Soto, and then they were supposed to be Yamamoto and Soto. They didn't get that done. Um, you know who else is even out there? We need the big offseason. The Cubs haven't gotten anyone. We just talked about that. Uh, yeah, There's the all Brewers. the teams rumored to have massive offseasons. The Phillies brought back NOLA, but that's just the same team again. At three years in a row, they're running it back. So I think we're looking at it from a Cardinals perspective, but I really don't think there's much out there to do other than what the Dodgers did, which is get everybody. Speaking of the Brewers, I'm going to continue to toot this horn until it's done by someone other than the Cardinals, even though I continue to believe that the Cardinals should make this move yesterday. They can make it today or they can make it tomorrow. I do not care. Go sign Brandon Woodruff. You've talked about it on here. Defer the money. You can give him something really cheap this year. Defer it to next year. That's another guy that will be in your 25 rotation, but also a guy that you will get back most likely in August after the trade in that area. That's another that, that just seems to make you have the money to do it. That seems to make a lot do of they? sense. They have the okay, money. They have the money. Do they have the money available to them? That's the question. The answer is yes. He has the money available to him. Does he want to spend it? That's the question. That's why I know. I meant does Mosaic have that money available to him to do that? Probably not. Well, then, then that's a problem. If we can't go get Brandon Woodruff for five to ten yes, million dollars, it's a problem that we signed uh, Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson. That's a problem. Like one of them would have been great. They signed both. My that's point is back to what I was saying. You can go get. I would like to see. Right. I'm gonna continue to toot that horn until someone else does it. I'm also shocked that Corbin Burns is still a Milwaukee Brewer. I'll say that as well. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like, the trade market hasn't gotten moving besides Tyler Glass now at all. I guess we just made a trade, obviously. But, like, the big the big pieces we were coming into the offseason saying, wow, they could be four legitimate top-of-the-rotation pitchers traded. One's been traded. Well, depends on how you view Chris Sale, but I don't view him as a one or two anymore. So, um, you got, like, why are they keeping Corbin Burns? Yeah, I maybe the market why, why, is – What are they maybe, doing? Maybe there is no market. Like, I – You can't tell – you can't tell me that – the Dodgers and the Yankees want to be all over Corbin Burns right now. You cannot tell me that. Well, what are the Dodgers going to give up for Corbin Burns? Like I know that they have, they have guys, eighty-five but... prospects that are better than what the Brewers have. Yeah, but Burns, what is is he's a free agent at the end of this year? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's a lot to do with it, man. I think the Brewers well, missed their window by not trading him now. last year, and I understand why they didn't trade him. I'm simply saying, at the trade deadline, they could have got a haul. I don't for think Corbin that's Burns. it, Dad. I think it's they see this division's weak. And they see they can go make more money if they're winning. That's what I think it is. Um, Could be. Like, like look at what Juan Soto got traded for. Like, he got traded for, like, six pitchers or whatever it was. And the catcher. It was crazy what he got traded for. Corbin Burns is going to be traded at the deadline, I think. Um, and it's going to be for an incredible amount, uh, an incredible haul, because that's a guy that legitimately alters, like, your chances to win a World Series. Yes. And as bi- like that's as big of a move as the deadline as you can really make, like, for your rental. So, I don't know what's going on with Milwaukee. I think they're going to win 83 games, and if everyone else is worse than them, they'll win the division. That's what I think they're doing right now. You, Everyone's going to want a Corbin Burns, but are they going to want a Corbin Burns as much as they're going to want a Lance Lynn or a Kyle Gibson at the trade deadline? You think we're going to be sellers at the deadline now? Uh, I, I'm with you. 
in that I legitimately, this is like me going into a movie where I have no idea. Like your mom makes me watch movies lot quite often where I have no idea what the plot is. So I am going to be surprised for two hours. Saltburn, that was two hours of my life. I'll never get back. <laughs> However, I had no idea. Did it had I known, might not have watched it. But either way, watched it. Not getting that time back ever. That two hours gone. But it's well, like that's how I feel about the 2024 Cardinals. I'm going into this epic. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not going to do uh, like an injustice to Scorsese and call it that. Uh, Scorsese like epic because he would have created something probably much better. However. I have no clue what what to expect going into this season. I'm optimistic right now because we're zero we're we're zero and zero. Like we're zero and zero. We have no wins. We have How no optimistic, losses. We got nothing. That's a question I want to ask you. How optimistic can you be about this team currently constructed? Offense, I think, is great. Bullpen, I actually really like. But when you have a rotation that looks like this one does, right? It looks like Sonny Gray, who call him a one or a two. I don't care. He's one of the better pitchers in baseball. He's so our Sonny one. Gray, right? But he he was a one last year. He was one of the best pitchers in baseball last year. So whatever, he's at the top of your rotation. But then it's four back-end pitchers, if we're being honest. Correct. With some, like, Michaelis and Matt, I think, have upside to be better than that. Kyle Gibson's upside is kind of being a, a really serviceable three or four, right? Um, so let's just say four fours as of right now. Lancelin's probably a five. Um, how how good can they be before the deadline? Realistically. 500. With those five. 500 they can be better than that. That's not fair. I, That's not, I don't think if so. You're as optimistic as you can be, it's better than 500. I think that they can be 500, which keeps them in the hunt for the NL Central. I really like, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they come out, but I also believe those first 17 games of the year, and I know our 35 games of the year that we even looked past, we looked into the first month yeah. and a half. If they come out 500, I, I know you're saying that's wrong, but if they come out at 500, uh, the, that first 35 games of the schedule, my optimism shoots up. There is no doubt about it. Because that they can they could come out of that 15 and 20, 10 and 25, legitimately, if those guys are all number four, number five pitchers. Oh, yeah. There is no doubt about it that they could come out of that first 35 games, 10 and 25. And then you're looking at, mm -hmm. oh shit, here we go again. If they come out of that with 17 or 18 wins, I'm my optimism goes up. If they're above that, I'm freaking giddy at this point in time. Uh, yeah, uh, except for we'll have to – you say that now, but until we have to watch what that looks like, we won't be very excited. Um, here, Here's the thing. Like, so we know what they're going for, right? They're going for people that can give you innings and give give you a chance to win basically every time you pitch. They're going to have blow-up starts. Those those guys are. They're older pitchers that don't throw hard, that if they don't have their location, they're going to get crushed, right? But majority of the time, they're going to at least keep you in games and give you a chance to win. Other than maybe Matt, who isn't that type of pitcher. He's more of a, you know, hopefully he's great. Sometimes he's just not doing what he needs to do. Do you buy into this? Like, I think the other thing is we have a good enough offense to where if these guys are giving us six innings, four earned runs on average. Um, we're going to win a lot of those games. And if that's the case, then I don't know. Do you believe that? I don't know if I believe that because I think, yeah, I think they're going to give you outings like that. But I also think they're going to give you outings that's three innings, ten runs. Like, I don't know yeah, what they think. If they give you six innings with four earned runs, right? That's five guys with a six ERA. I get it. But still, like, I think you look last year, if the Cardinals got six innings, four earned runs or less from their starters, they were winning most of those games because their offense is so good. Except our bullpen imploded. But that's your, that, that all falls cyclical back to right. them not going six innings. Um, I will say I'm I, I'm a big fan. I'm nervous about Geo this year a little bit. I think I'm, I'm nervous about that. I Pet cautiously optimistic isn't even where I'm at cautious just because yeah. the regression seems to be setting in on him. I hope not. I hope he comes back in. His that could also nails. just be fatigue. We don't know. Uh, do you, let me ask you this question. I don't think they'll do it, but do you, do you think there's a world where the Cardinals are a better team with Steven Matz in the bullpen and Zach Thompson in the rotation? No. Okay. I don't. Okay. That's I good. Zach That's Thompson's fine. a less refined Steven Matz right now. I just love the idea of when Matt goes out and throws one inning and he's throwing 98. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, but then you can, I like that when Zach Thompson does that too. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I I, I mean, I was I think the best him. the best thing the best thing you could do here is Matt's is starting um Thompson's in AAA waiting to be called up and Libertor's in your bullpen. That's for me. At okay. Least. Okay. Um they I, need, I just wonder I, I think they needed Takoa Roby to step up and be a star. And yeah. that's not fair to him at all. It probably won't happen because it's unlikely. But that's what this team needs is someone to become this – not Spencer Strider, but, you know, that version of a guy that we don't see coming. Right. We don't think is going to be this. And then he's like, oh, crap, there's our two. 
Yeah, that's Jeffrey what they Springs need. two years ago for Tampa. Right. Guys like, like that. Yeah. Tampa every year. Zach Eflin for some reason. Yeah. But like that's <laughs> what the Cardinals need. And I don't see it on the horizon. Like Roby could be that, but he's been hurt a lot. He's probably going to be on an innings limit, even if he is great next year for us. He's probably not even going to be able to pitch in the postseason just because of the innings limit he's going to be on, I assume. So, God, they're in a bad spot. Like they're going to have to trade somebody at some point if they're in contention. And the guys that are going to be available, like let's say Cease isn't traded this offseason for whatever reason. The White Sox don't get enough. And then you're like, okay, well, we'll try it at the deadline. You have to trade the same people. Like, it's not going to yeah. go down. At the, so right. Well, it would go family. down because you'd have less control. Like, it would it go would down. Because then demand would be up. Yeah. Not if Corbin Burns is out there. Well, when he's gone, then who's going to – then it's just Dylan yeah. Cease. Yeah, I, so, I, I, they backed themselves into this corner by not drafting and developing top-notch young pitching. That's where they are. And, and now and when they you did, have they to, got hurt. You have to, or they traded them. Yeah. Um, you have to reap the benefit. I, I, I guess you have to reap what you sow. Like that's where they're at right now. And this, I mean, you and I've talked about this off air, but I've talked about it a little bit on here. And I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, but we, it could be a rough run for the Cardinals over the next three to five years. It really I, no, could I don't, be. I don't, I don't agree with that because I think okay. they've got guys coming up, and I think that you look at the young offensive core, and I think it's in a good spot. The offense is really good. I really, I think the offense is going to be one of the best in baseball. I really do. That's only if pitchers keep them in games. Right. Like, oh, seriously, because we've seen – how many years have we seen when the pitching's bad, the offense follows suit, right? Because yeah. starting pitchers set the tone of every game. They had the ball in their hand to throw in the first pitch, and if that first pitch is getting hit into Big Mac land, followed by the next three pitches also getting hit out there, the offense isn't as motivated. So it, it's tough because I want I want to like what they've done so bad, and I really like what they've done in the bullpen. I think what they've done is very smart, and I think there's a good chance the bullpen's really solid. I like that they haven't traded any of their really good young bats. I like those things. But when you look at the rotation, it's hard to be excited about Gray, Michaelis, and then you can't even pick the third. Who's the third best? Well, I don't know. Well, like, you that's and I tough. You and I sat here again at the end of the season talking about how we would be excited if Miles Michaelis is your number four or at best your number three. He's he's penciled in as your number two with nobody even close to him. Like He's almost one B at this point, and that is not what you can go at into. At this point, it's either like if some if one of those other three is better than Michaelis, it's either a really good or a really bad thing. I guess the good thing for us and for all of our fans, and also the terrible thing is, by the end of April, we're gonna know. Like we're gonna know, maybe, or they're gonna be five hundred. We're not gonna know anything. That's which is very cardinal like. <laughs> no, well, actually, it's not. The beginning of their years are awful almost every. That's year. what I. That's why I'm saying honestly. I disagree with that then. I think if they're 500 by the end of April, we know they're better than what I thought they were going to be. I think they're still going to, I think they're a playoff team. I really do. I think they're going, I think, cause I think they're going to have, I think that central is going to be bad. Like can this oh, team win 87 bad. games and win the central? Yeah, I think it can, but it's a little frustrating to me personally that coming to last year, we were saying that's not good enough. You need to take the next step with our and Goldschmidt. Right. And now since they were so putrid last year, we're, we're reverting back to saying just get in the postseason. No, dude. Just because you were awful last year doesn't mean we have to lower our expectations. You should be trying to win a World Series here. Or why are Goldie Arenado still here? Let like, me ask you this. Why are they still here? Speaking of that, do you do you think there is a world where when he wakes up in the morning, he thinks, what the fuck did I do for Nolan Arenado? Like, what, what do you think? I don't know him personally. No, I don't think so. Like, I don't know him. But I don't think he has any ground to stand on with that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when he decided to stay. Like, he uh, could have stay, opted right? out yeah. and gone somewhere. That's what I'm talking about. I'm intrigued yeah, to know it. what uh, that conversation was. I'm intrigued yeah. to know why he made that decision. I'm intri- I'm just re- – well, I don't think I'll ever know. But I'm intrigued yeah, to know what he thinks. I don't know, but at the same time, like, if he – I like Nolan. Nolan's probably my favorite player in baseball, if we're being honest. Um, yeah. If he thinks he has any ground – to say anything about being upset about this organization when he has been here for three years and two of his three years have been mediocre. He's mistaken. I agree with that. I agree with that. Arenado's a great player and we sit here and he's, and he's one of our best players and we love him, but go look at his stats for two of his three years here. He hasn't been a superstar. He's been a superstar once. So if he's not a superstar, then he can't act like a superstar and being upset that we're not, doing like if we're being honest if he would have started out just fine last year in april and may we probably wouldn't have been 10 and 24 and we might have made the postseason but he was horrible. he was like one of the worst players in baseball for the first two months please understand that i agree with everything you are saying i have said it on multiple accounts 
to other people that I agree. He literally, like everybody's like, oh, what do you think he has to say? He has nothing to say at this point because he made the decision to stay. My question is, internally, do you think he's like, oh, shit, I could have opted out Maybe. and gone to back to L.A. I could have gone to fill in the blank and like looking around the league. And then he's watching other teams like get better. And he's watching the Cardinals sign Lance Lynn and Kyle yeah, Gibson. I or do you think the athlete see I, I always wonder the psyche of a professional athlete because it also could be just like you said I'm going to show up and if I'm way better we're way better That's and then everything thinking. falls into line like I just always wonder how I, I'm really in, enthralled or interested in that the the psyche of a professional yeah. athlete and what really they do think yeah my answer to that would be I hope just not what he's thinking not Agreed. just because I'm a Cardinal fan, but because if he's thinking that, instead of thinking, how do I get better to help us beat those teams? How do I get better and be more consistent to where, you know, we become as good as one of those teams? And also, like, he chose to stay. So this idea that people have, not you, but other people on Twitter, that, oh, the Cardinals lied to him. and Mosef doesn't lie to people. That's why he doesn't no. get people to sign here, because he doesn't lie to them. If he lied to them, we probably would have had six starters last year, but he didn't. So I, I don't know what he thinks, and I like Nolan a lot, and I think he's going to have a, a massive year. I really do. Um, but I, I, I don't know. He just doesn't have any leg to stand on if he's thinking that. I don't think. I, I agree. Like I like I said, I agree with that. I just always am intrigued to what does he think? What does Goldie think? Yeah, I have I'm no intrigued idea. by that. He probably is a little bit regretting that he didn't make more money. I'm intrigued. What does Wilson Contreras think? Like after the way he was treated last year, and then Flaherty's comments come out that a lot of things were probably misconstrued that weren't really said or how he meant it. I mean, obviously we're looking now. That's what eight months removed. Yeah, yeah then right. he should have said it better. Agreed. I agree. Um, I like Jack, I, but th all that, that stuff. Seemed, I would think about. like BS to me. How hot do you think Ali Marmol's seat is in twenty twenty four? I think if they're bad, he gets fired. Okay. Do you so think he makes it through the be. year if they're if they get off to another terrible start? He shouldn't. Right, like so. Mosaic fires his third manager. Mosaic might as well be the owner of the team, Dad. We know this. <laughs> like, other than the money he's being spent, he's not going anywhere. So that, yeah, I mean, I don't think Ollie should Ollie's seat necessarily should be as hot as it's, it is. But at this point, you can't have two horrible years in a row and stay. Like you're trying to win, and you know to what level, who knows? But they're definitely not a ten and twenty four start again. Like if that happens, yeah, you've got to. He's got to go. And that's unfortunate for him because the, the front office isn't putting him in the best situation to be successful, I don't think. But, yeah, I mean, you cannot sit here and go through another 91-loss season and do nothing. Agreed. So, Agreed. Well, unfortunately, well, that's how it is. Who who out there, who can they sign next year that's 35 years old just to change it? Well, they have club they have club options for Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, so. Yes. I don't, I don't, I do think a lot of this has been negative, but I also think like, no, I think it's they're pretty good. Like there is a world where they're pretty good, but it has to be none of these people falling off a cliff and hoping that Lance Lynn didn't already fall off a cliff. There's a real world. I like Lance Lynn. There's a real world. We just saw him fall off the cliff for his career and we signed him to, to a deal right after that happened. There's a world Agreed. where Kyle Gibson, you know, it's just as good as he was last year. And that's almost a five year rate. And then, you know, Steven Matz is inconsistent again and injured. And then Michaelis is once again just a middling pitcher that's in the four ERAs. And then it's Sonny Gray. And do you, that's what you got. Do you think no WBC will help Miles Michaelis this, this offseason? My real answer to that is I don't know, but also I like it's not affected him that bad, man. You know, I mean, he wasn't pitching. Says, then don't go. He was told he was going to start, dude. Like that, that's on record. I don't he was know, told man. he was like, going to start. Maybe, maybe it'll be a better start to the season, but and by July he should have been out of that whatever funk he was in. And do we think that could really help Nolan and Goldie? Like, I'm intrigued to see that. Like, I, I am intrigued know. to see that. I don't know either. Like, I don't think. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know if there's a right answer or a wrong answer, but I am sort of intrigued just to see how that plays out. Um, before yeah, we I'm get out of here, there's something there, but I don't. I don't know what that something is. Before we get out of here, give me one bold take for 2024. Heading Wait, into Marvel? the season. Yep. No, Caleb. Give me a Baltimore Orioles hot take. Well, you should have been specific then. Um, I think Jordan you... Walker. Can I, can I speak? Let me answer the question. I think Jordan Walker leads the team in home runs and WRC plus. That's my okay. I think he's okay. the best. I think after the year, he's clearly the best player on the team. Okay. You don't mind? Yours? Yeah. Steven Matz wins 15 games. <laughs> he doesn't pitch five innings. Wait, 
How's he going to win? Just wait. How's he going to win? Wait. He doesn't get through the Just thing. wait. Here's why I said it. I'm literally, like I taught you, po- we just learned po- you just learned poker. I literally went all in on the chips last year on a 2-9. I'm offset 2-9, uh, went all in right That'd there. That'd be great. However, last year I thought that he was going to be great. I really did. 15. We saw. Why is that your? Okay, well, 12 ask you a could question, be great. I, let's go 12. Can we re Hold on. Can I ask let's you a question? 12. Yeah. Why are you using pitcher wins? Use ERA huh? or something. Well, I'm not good at that. Steven Matz is like the last player you should predict wins for. I know. I know. But I think he, okay. 12 wins. Let's go 12. That's 15 was a little bit too bold. That's not that bold. For a five starter, that's pretty good. He won't be your five starter if he's winning 15, 12 games. He won't. <laughs> oh, so gosh. he'll be your number two. Oh. Yeah, I'm all in on Steven Matz this year. I'm dejected. I got to double down. Like, I, I, there was a time where I was like, okay, I can see what they're doing this offseason. I mean, what is this rotation? Is this rotation better than last year's? There's a lot of questions. Well, here's the thing. Flaherty obviously disappointed. Adam Wainwright was the worst, one of the worst pitchers to ever pitch in Major League Baseball last year. Yeah. God love him. He was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we have that guy on our team. Well, we might. We might. But I don't know. Um, what are the odds Sonny Gray's better than Montgomery was for us? I think good. I think, I mean, I think the world. I think he was he, good, man. He wasn't as good as Sonny Gray. He had a 3.4 ERA with us. You you and I spent not too long ago, uh, uh, almost an hour, breaking down how good Sonny Gray's been in his career. He's very good. Value. I He's think Sonny good, Gray is he, a but, better pitcher than Jordan Montgomery. I, I agree that he is better. But I'm saying production-wise, actual production on the field, is he going to, like, if he has a 3.4 ERA, that's good. That's really good. And I'll be happy with that. So, what are the odds he's significantly better to where we're looking at this as the rotation is better as a whole? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be better just because Adam Wainwright's not pitching if we really Agreed. Like go down that route, which sucks for him. And Dakota Hudson's not making starts. And, and Jack Flaherty was starts. not good. Right. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, but is Lansing going to be better than Jack Flaherty? Probably not. Kyle Gibson might be. He wasn't last year. <laughs> uh, I think what we need is Lynn to be better than Wayno. And Gibson to be right around Flair. Like that, I see this is where we're back to 10 yeah, and 25 like, after 35 games. Incre- it's an incremental upgrade there, then. Yes, you know? I agree. But there- I do think there's a, there is a part of this, and we're rambling on here, but there is a part of this that if the weird shit that happened at the beginning of the season doesn't happen this year, they won't be 10 and 24, right? Okay. They'll be like, there's a couple hits here, a couple things there. Nolan being better. Um, that you looking at maybe they're 14 and will that be 14 and 16 or 14, 18, you know, instead of 10 and 24 that you just don't go through that way. You're just completely nosedive at the start of the year. And can't dig yourself out of it. Like if they would have started last year at 500 in the first 34 games, I think they probably made the playoffs, but they just absolutely killed themselves. So yeah. we'll see. They need them. They need Dylan Cease. That's where I'm at. That's where I've just landed. They need to trade for Dylan Cease and only prospects. That's where yeah. I'm at. It's not going to happen, but I agree. Yeah, gosh. Happy January 6th, everybody. Right, Mardi Gras kicks here. off we tonight. Let's get out of here. Uh, thank you guys all for being back. We appreciate you. We will be back regularly once Caleb gets back up to the uh, 217 up there in the cold and the snow and the wind <laughs> and the rain and the sleet and all of that. We will be back regularly. Thank you guys so much. We greatly appreciate it. Tell a friend. Let's go cards.